Hi, hello. Welcome to Awakened Destiny, a podcast where we bring you all the gaming and crazy talk with me and Destined Hero 7. Love how the beat picked up there as I started getting into it. Scared to to say hi, Destined Hero? Hello, crazy people of the internet. I'm Destin Hero. I'm primarily a Twitch streamer usually, but me and Soldier over here decided we're going to start a podcast and bring you all the chaos that is the gaming world that we live in. Yep, and that gaming world cannot have enough chaos, let me tell you. I'll tell you what, we have a lot on our plate to talk about, but for right now, how are you doing, Dustin Hero? How has your day been? It's going good. It's, you know, not hotter than balls outside. I mean, Afraid finally decided it was going to calm down, so... I mean... I'm doing well. Afraid needed how are to you? calm down. He was, going out. he was going AWOL outside. He knew how to overpower my big-ass air conditioner that I have in here. Which is crazy. Dang, I would wake up Dang. freezing cold because I'd have to leave that shit on overnight. Same. But how are you doing, my awesome co-host? Oh, I'm doing quite alright. I mean, this music is kind of banging. It's already almost over. What a shame. It is a shame. Um, so, I guess to give a little more about myself, I am also a primary PlayStation player, but I do plan on getting a PC so we can actually make this podcast more of a thing. Than right now, but for right now, we're going to be dealing with this setup for a little while. But not only that, I tend to play on Switch a little bit. I'm all around gamer, per- personally prefer RPGs, and I hope we can entertain you here today. Yep, and I hope you enjoy our hype for the games we have up today. Like, we have a lot up for discussion today. I mean, some of them have already been released, but some of them are also really important discussions that we'll get to later in this episode. But, yeah, as Justin Hero said, we are primarily streamers, but we decided to try something different a year ago. We were going to do this podcast, Awakened Destiny, part of the Destined Bloodline, and... Of course, we had this planned out for a while. We were going to keep doing We kept talking about it, about doing it, and doing it, and doing it. Ah! Sorry. <clears throat> and then, well... I mean, originally this started off because we tend to just go off on a tangent when we're just playing games anyway. So we, we said, why not? Let's do a podcast. We announced it. Here we are a year later. We weren't even trying to procrastinate, but uh, Soldier got a job, I got a better job, and then we both work a bunch of hours, so... Yeah. This will probably... This might be an every other Thursday thing. Soldier and I will have to figure it out, but we'll get it going, for sure. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get it figured out. We might even just do it on the days off that we have. We're going to get into it, though. No promises, uh, Fluffy. I know you're out there somewhere disappointed that it took so long but we're here now hi my name is tom mcdonald sorry (laughs) anyway 
So we do have a lot of discussion. As you can see, we're using a cover photo right now as our background with another background I just got from Google just to fill in the black. I think it works decently well, but the background in question and the profile pictures on the side you see there glowing green when we talk. Those are made by Lexi Wolfs. We have got to show our love and appreciation towards her, which we cannot do enough. She did a fantastic job on all of these, and I love them a lot. I swear, this Absolutely. profile picture I have is everywhere. It's even on my MetaQuest profile, which yeah, you it's... might not be able to find. I don't know. Yeah, Lexi is an amazing person I met roughly two years ago, and I kept telling her for the longest time, I'm going to commission something from you. And, well, I started off with the profile picture, and then Soldier did his, and... Well, you all see the cover with the Destin Bloodline and the very Final Fantasy-esque thing, because we're big Final Fantasy nerds here, but... Yeah, she's amazing. If you want to go follow her, follow her on her kick and Twitter, which... Yes, I'm calling it Twitter. Screw you. Um, and Twitch. That's primarily where she's at. Eggs now. No, screw that. Elon, change it back to Twitter. I'm telling you right now, even if you don't end up watching this, it's Twitter, not X. Elon. Okay. Now that I got that little rant out of the way, that. But speaking of games, Soldier, is it time for us to start talking about what's first on the list for our lovely viewers? Well, yeah, I think we got our small talk out of the way, but lovely weather we're having. Okay. Yeah, this isn't it, SpongeBob! <laughs> I think we got our small talk out of the way. So, first up on the list, so Fortnite Chapter 4. Started off with a banger. Some really cool Battle Pass skins starting off and only getting slightly better as times progress, but yeah, I do have I... high hopes for Season 5 because I do believe we're going to well, get Season five. 5 before going to Chapter 5, I think. I, I think we're going to Chapter 5, but uh, my thoughts on Chapter... are because the season is ending in like September? No, that's next month. No. No, it's probably ending in around December, and usually they tend to do a four seasons new chapter kind of thing. So I'm going to assume we're getting a season finale event, and then we're going to the next chapter, which means the servers will be down for a while, but... Oh, yeah. well. But it was interesting, because I found out that this season is actually probably the shortest season in history. It could be, insane. we'll see. I don't know if it's like a month or a month and a half. But I do remember it ended on the 5th of the month, so... Oh, October! October 5th is that when is the short. ends. That is short, but anyways. A little off-topic. My thoughts so far on Chapter 4 Season 4 is it, it was great. I mean, the Chapter 4 Season 1 was the medieval season. Loved having a Geralt or Geralt, however you Witcher fans enunciate it. That was great. I loved that. I can't quite remember all the skins. I think Highwire was that, or maybe yeah, Highwire was, was chapter yeah, or was season, season two. two. For chapter but, one, uh, the medieval, the medieval style was really dope. I loved it a lot. <laughs> Having um, Geno or the Ace oh, yeah. be the tier one hundred skin was pretty cool. It's a pretty cool skin. It had a lot of really oh, yeah. cool bonus styles that I enjoy. 
love the space steamed bonus styles and oh yeah that those were those those were great bonus styles I don't remember if I finished that battle pass but I was probably close I anyways know, I, I entered finishing a lot of battle passes since um but... nearly the Doctor Strange season after the Doctor Strange season I just started finishing battle pass after battle pass. <laughs> But I Man, came season... close on Stranger's season with only missing Suki's vivid skin. Yeah, you were crazy with that, but um, yeah, season one was great. That was fun. I enjoyed that battle pass a lot. Season two was also great. Same, basically same concept-ish. I mean, it added Mega City and um, oh, what collab was it? I know it wasn't Jujutsu Kaisen. Um. Had some SAO, SAO, Sword Art Online. Um, you had Aaron Yeager and all that stuff. That no was really way, cool. No, it wasn't Sword Art Online or Aaron Yeager. That was Attack on that, Titan. Or, yeah, Attack. Oops. Fight. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I don't know my anime. I'm so many anime people here. Oh my god. Destiny I'm sorry, Salt. Cancelled for not knowing anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Attack on Titan, but that was that was that was great. I enjoyed having mobility. First, I remember that better than you. But hey, Sword Art Online might be coming eventually. I have high hopes, and I hope that if they do do Sword Art Online, it better come before One Piece. I'm just saying. I want Demon Slayer before any of you, but that's not the point. I'm gonna go. Uh, Gotta get the thoughts out for the other two seasons. Now, season three of chapter four. Oh, yeah, we're gonna we have to have a talk, talk epic if. We didn't even have a talk much about season two. We didn't even talk well, about yeah, season... Mega City and how oh, yeah, the season... content was there. Yeah, season two was great though. Mega City was fun. I love the Japanese aesthetic. If you know me, you know I'm a Japan nerd. It's my dream to go there. Absolutely oh, yeah. love it. Love well, Sakura Trees. Japan fans here, and that, let me say, all of that that side of the map where Mega City is, it was a beautifully done map. Definitely had a great aesthetic to it, and it had some pretty cool stuff in there. I gotta say, I love it a lot. I love where Mega it's going. I'm gonna offend you, OG Fortnite fans, but uh, Mega City shits on Tilted Towers. I am not sorry. I mean, honestly, you're not wrong. Mega City. The only downside to Mega City versus Tilted Towers is that Mega City does not have as much free roam as Tilted Towers, but Mega City is a lot bigger. So it would have taken a lot for them to have every single floor of every single tower be open to everyone. There, the game would have been laggy as balls, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it would have been pretty laggy, but it was beautiful. It was amazing. I loved it. I absolutely give a big pass to... Oh, yeah. In Season 2, big... whenever we would drop to Mega City, I was always on PS4. So, dropping to Mega City, it was still cool. But when I got there on PS5, I started seeing, like, all the ray tracing around the map, and... I started seeing... I think I kind of started seeing the rain. I'm not 100% sure. But let me tell you, that rain is really cool to just, like, sit there and listen to. They need to make oh, yeah. Mega City a place that you can have for creative. Just rain. to have there and visit every now and then when the season is, or when the chapter is over and we're on a new map. 
And Mega City and that, is nowhere inside anymore. And that would that would be great. But uh <laughs> I would love anyway. to just have Mega City around to see its beauty every time in creative or every now and then in creative. Even use Mega City over my um, I'm gonna say discount tilt the towers because there's no towers anywhere. It's just a few wooden buildings that I made with the build mode functionality. And of course, uh, my changing booth. Yep, yep. But, anyways, on to the next season, season three Epic Games. We're, we're, we're gonna have to have a talk. Why did you even remotely think it was a good idea to put Wash Drives in there? Why? Who wanted that? Who asked for that? Also, I gotta bring up another point about the wasp jars. Why was the level up quest for that literally made impossible later in the season when you basically disabled wasp jars and put in fireflies instead? So in order to get wasps, you gotta either kill Relic or somehow pick him up around the map and take some damage there. What was the no. idea with that? I only got 30 in that quest because a bot, he took like 30 damage but then strafed out of the way and took no damage after that. And uh, those were the wasp jars I got from Relic. So it was only like one. I didn't have any more chances with it. That was a yeah, big problem that... for me. I did not like that. That was a ridiculous level up quest, and it's lucky I was still able to get to level 200, because I was at, and I was like, level 180 or something. Like, I was close, but I couldn't figure out any other way to get any extra XP to push me towards that gap of level 200. And as for me, personally, like, my biggest issue with that season because, you know, you had season one that had the kinetic hammer. You had the kinetic um, blade, which was also great. Kinetic then we're here at season three, where you give us a kinetic boomerang and no mobility until, like, towards late season. Yep. Like, the gravel gloves were okay, and so was the um, shockwave grenades, but they weren't great. Like, you kind of made it annoying trying to get out of fights. Like, that was just bad epic. Like, what were you even thinking? Now don't get me wrong, I got around pretty quick with the grapple glove, making it from one side to the other, because I know how to make that grapple glove really launch me very fast. Like, literally nobody could shoot me at that rate, because I was moving, I was zooming across the map with it. But there's only so much ammo you can use for that to get around, which is fair enough, I would say, because... I mean, if you were able to move around the entire map with infinite ammo, you would have... Literally no problems. The only problem you'd have is if you end up hitting the ground and it goes on cooldown. Yeah, I just I, I like the grapple glove myself. It was really good, but it's the fact they did so late season. Like the best part about season three might as well have been the Optimus Prime skin, and that's about it. Because the gameplay was cheeks. I will say, yeah, the gameplay has its decent moments, like, I did like the jungle biome, it was pretty cool, and I liked seeing the vaults around that you could open up with, like, useless high rarity stuff like the boomerang or the fish that nobody picked up because you can get thermal vision in other ways like the DMR. 
But it did have other highlights outside of those vaults, I guess. Like, the tier 100, the tier, the bonus style skins were actually pretty cool styles, especially on Lorenzo. Like, Lorenzo rocked the best. They were decent. I didn't really like season 3 that much. I mean, it was okay, but. I did eh. like the tier 200 Lorenzo with the cool tiger stripes and the blue tie and stuff. Uh, yeah, those were cool, but uh, as a whole, I think season 3 was like a 5 or 6 out of 10. Could have been significantly better. Yeah, but I digress. Jujutsu Kaisen was also a pretty good highlight of that season, because it was pretty cool to see the season just kind of go up from beginning to end with Jujutsu Kaisen and having the cool mythics, those were pretty cool to have, and I mean, I didn't use the purple mythic that much, and oddly enough, I should have used it a lot more, but... It just seemed like the new, like, Deku Smash or Kamiyamama. Yeah, that's what to say. It's basically like the Deku Smash, but, um... Uh, I think that should wrap up about Season 3, because, dear God, we could go on forever. So, Season 4, uh, we're season four not... Is... It's been fun, but it's been tough. <laughs> it's been very rough. It's, it was lucky that me and Hero were able to get our first Crown Royale together, but holy crap, everyone and their mother wants to check out the new heist setting in the new location to try and get the new mythic, which, well, new slash old mythic. I'm guessing Midas's drum gun is what everyone is after. Either Midas's drum gun or the Foundation's MK7 assault, which was also a great mythic. I cannot believe I did not touch that mythic in Chapter Three. I am sad that I didn't, because that mythic is fantastic. I didn't even know how to get it. Oh yeah, and obviously in the next episode, if season or yeah season four is done, we'll probably go more in depth. But so far, I've enjoyed it. It's just a lot of sweats seem to be playing, or God knows what. But it feels like I'm getting wrecked at almost every corner. But I do love the new shotgun. I love the new AR, but I don't know if I love it more than the MK Alpha. But oh, yeah. overall, it's been a blast. I've the enjoyed it. It is a cool AR. Don't get me has a nice view when you scope in, but I do think I like the MK Alpha a lot better. I think that one was a lot better. It was my main weapon in season, area in season three. That was like the best thing to come out of last season was when they introduced the MK Alpha. That weapon just helped me in so many levels, especially getting the mythic version from Relic or from a player who killed Relic. That guy uh, is yeah, just incredible. M I love the MK Alpha a lot. The MK Alpha was indeed great, and if I had to rank the ARs, I'd go the Alpha, then the Twin Mag, and then the MK7, but since, you know, we're talking about MK, our next topic of game would be Mortal Kombat 1, in which case, not only did I, but Soldier also got to play the beta not too long ago, although it took me forever to get beta access, thanks a lot GameStop. Yeah, no joke, we could have had that beta a lot sooner, and been able to play a lot longer. 
I would have been a lot more excited then, but I mean, I still managed to take a whole night playing as every single character they included in that beta, and they are phenomenal. Absolutely incredible. I love their playstyle a lot, and I still think my favorite was... What was his name? The guy with Kenshi. the katana, Kenshi. I was thinking Tenshi. I was close. <laughs> but my yeah. absolute favorite was Kenshi. He is broken in the beta. If you can get that right combo to draw his sword and summon a blue... Um, I'm gonna say Phantom Clone, basically. You yeah, can Phantom basically clone. destroy everything in your path. You can spam combos, press any buttons you want. He's literally the button master's best friend. No joke. Oh yeah, for sure. My personal favorite was Katana. I think, especially comparing her to Mortal Kombat 11, she got a big upgrade in the way her abilities and just movement in general works, which movement I could say works for everyone in that game because MK11, I enjoyed it, but it was slow. MK1 is smooth like a baby's butt, basically, because it plays so well. Like Katana, absolutely great. Sub-Zero was fun. Every character was fun in their own way, and it's like, this is probably yeah. going to be the best Mortal Kombat game in a hot minute. Even playing a couple rounds in online mode, everything went smoothly. There was no lag, and I almost beat a Johnny Cage with Johnny Cage. He was kind of a bot, but I was also a bit of a bot and still lost. <laughs> I actually but went I to a no online. But I nuts once, and that's all that counts. <laughs> I actually went to a no online because my katana was pretty op. I don't know what it is, but like I was shitting on both of them. They were just like, they didn't even know what to do. They didn't know how to block correctly. They didn't know how to dash in for combos. I was just lucky. going ham. My first <laughs> fight playing as Johnny Cage to hit people in the nuts, I got super unlucky with the first player because they were sweaty as hell. They destroyed me like it was nothing. I could only get like two hits on them bad tops. Oh, I'm pretty sweaty at Mortal Kombat, so I'm not too surprised I was able to actually win. I've, um, again, I almost made Elder God ranking. Combat League, which is the highest rank you can go for Combat League, but I got bored, so I decided to stop playing. <laughs> Wait, but Mortal you know, can you do that on my account so you can unlock all the cosmetics that come out of PvP? <laughs> I might just do that, because you're my bestest friend, which in case anyone didn't know who would watch this, he is actually my best friend. <laughs> Yeah, in case Man. you couldn't tell by all the streams we've had in Fortnite together and all of our shenanigans. Uh, but yeah. Speaking of shenanigans, that. Um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat 1's looking to be probably the best fighting game of the year, and I can't. Uh, as a little bit of an off topic, my favorite gaming show that. or, oh, I should say, events more like tends to be the Game Awards. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's rigged or whatever, and it's like, well, do you have proof of that? Because, to me, I'm, I'm just here to enjoy the show. We have pretty good proof of that with 2020's Game Awards. 
Well, yeah, that one definitely felt rigged. But, like, as a whole, can anyone actually prove to me that it's rigged? Because it's still my favorite event. Jeff Keighley is, like, a fucking Giga Chad. He's, like, really cool. Did anyone win in the 2021 Game Awards? I can't remember if we even bothered with that one. Yeah, it takes two, I believe, one game of the year. I yeah, think I, I think I, only maybe you bothered with that one. I just forgot that year. But I know in 2022 uh, we watched an Elden Ring end up winning. That one is definitely not rigged. I can see that a lot of people were hyped about Elden Ring. Literally everyone was excited about that game, and I'm yeah, not been, surprised. Dark Souls uh, style games are very popular. Bit too popular if I had to say, but I'm not uh, gonna sit on them to each their own. Anyways, uh, on topic, back to <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Definitely highly recommend it if you guys decide to want to play a Mortal Kombat game. I think it's even great for beginners, if I'm honest with you, but um. I think it's a great uh, game of the year contender right there. MK1 might just have it. But we have definitely winning best fight games. We have multiple contenders going on here with game of the year. Oh yeah, this year, no it, joke. Oh yeah, we do. And since we're talking about game of the years, game of the year contenders, we might as well web sling into our next game, huh? Oh Good yeah. Good old Spider-Man sure. Two. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna web sling into this one hard because. I am excited for this game. I almost want to pre-order it first, but since MK1 is around the corner, I should probably start with that game. But Spider-Man 2 is shaping out to be a really cool looking game, and I am excited to see it. I enjoyed the Spider-Man 1 remaster, and I enjoyed Miles Morales a lot. They did really well. Insomniac Games is killing it with these Spider-Man games, no joke. And they, they even did well with Rift Apart, but that's for another time. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two is going to be absolutely incredible. Still waiting for my controller. I'm hoping it somehow comes tomorrow, but I don't know. But it's going to be my main controller that I use when I'm playing on my PS5, which is almost always anyways. But the game itself, God, it's going to look incredible. I it. I'll be surprised if it doesn't win Game of the Year, personally. I think the only the only game that's probably competition to it is probably Tears of the Kingdom, but that's for later in the podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, honestly, I really hope to see Spider-Man 2's greatness. I am excited to see it. I cannot express how excited I am to see Game of the Year. Soldier himself is also getting a Spider-Man 2 controller, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, they did release some controllers and side plates, and I'm excited to see those. Very much excited to see those. I am very excited to get my controller, personally. I wanted to get the side plates, but no luck there. It's fine though, I can deal with the controller, it still looks incredible. That controller is going to be the main controller I use for everything, literally. Same here, it's been years since I've actually had a limited edition controller. The last limited edition controller I had was ironically a Mortal Kombat controller. And it had Sub-Zero on it, it was blue, 
is for PS2, and I used that a lot. And then my friend broke it because he was a, he got pissed off because I destroyed him. You should not have let him use your controller. I was trying not to, but he literally took it away from me and destroyed the shit out of it. I was like, wow, you're a dick, but whatever. A salty much? Yeesh. I could <laughs> not deal with that. I would just unfriend him instantly. They would not be my friend anymore. You know how oh, expensive it is to get limited edition controllers? You have oh, yeah. no idea. It is crazy. Yeah, the Spider-Man 2 one was $85, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I know. But if anyone that, broke that controller, I would be pissed. They would be blocked and completely thrown out of my life in an instant. Oh. They would not come anywhere near me again. Oh, yeah, I don't even talk to that friend too much anymore. I mean, I stopped talking to him for almost six months, and then he apologized, and he he uh he didn't repair the controller. He knew someone who could have, but they didn't have money. But he did end up buying me a new PS2 controller. It was just a standard black, but it's like a... I guess I'll take it, but it's not the same. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same. That is so annoying, though. Like, how can you break such a beautiful controller? It was a great controller. But anyways, a little off-topic, but that's fine. It happens during podcasts. Spider-Man I mean, we 2. We were talking about the Spider-Man 2 controller, so I think that was perfectly on-topic. It was somewhat off-topic, but that's because the PS2 controller was the previous topic, technically. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, Spider-Man 2, gonna be a great game. Excited for it. To me, Insomniac Games is probably the best studio doing things right now. I mean, I'm a big Square Enix head. We all know this. But since I'm a Square Enix head, we have to go talk about the upcoming mobile game, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Usually, I'm not a mobile guy. Never have been really, but this game suckered me in. I played the beta, I was like, holy crap, this is incredible. Yeah, that game and looks absolutely amazing. I am excited for that. I don't know what to expect from it. I know it's going to be pretty much like a rerun of different FF7 stories, I believe. Going through the FF7 oh. story, I mean, through yeah, so the like the classic style of FF7, but upgraded uh, so that it's not the same style as the original FF7. It has so for, like, higher graphics and better character uh, models than the original. So, so for Ever Crisis, they are using assets from Remake, so a lot of it technically is... Well, it's not using Unreal Engine, they're making it as close as they can for a mobile title. But the graphics are insane, and essentially what Ever Crisis is, since I don't know if everyone really knows, Basically, you get Crisis Core, or you get to play through Crisis Core, the original seven, Dirge of Cerberus, Advent Children, before Crisis, I believe, which not, none of us got to play that one. That was Japan exclusive until basically now. And then we're also getting a brand new, I'm going to say it's a Sephiroth standalone game called The First Soldier. And anyone who knows me knows I'm a Sephiroth stand to hell because he's literally my favorite gaming villain of all time if not my favorite villain in general of all time. And, and I'm really excited. If they release a standalone game for just Sephiroth, I would play the hell out of it. Cause yeah, I also <laughs> love Sephiroth. He ended up being one of the coolest characters I could ever see. I mean, I remember being interested in him when he was younger cause of the long silver hair. 
but that was when I was younger. I mean, hell, that hair uh, got remade in World of Warcraft with customizable colors, and I used that hair primarily for 90% of my, my characters. Oh yeah, he has great hair. He probably uses hairspray, but basically that's what First Soldier is. That's, I mean, obviously they had the Battle Royale game, but now they're gonna like do a story with it in Ever Crisis, which essentially means they're gonna do a standalone Sephiroth game, just mobile. So it's kind of weird, but I'm I'm here for it. I love Final Fantasy VII, so I might as well take in all the story that I can. Yeah, I'm probably gonna find a way to play it myself, because I know my mobile phone, it's not gonna do jack crap with their games, so I'm gonna try and find some way to be able to play them myself. I don't know what way that's gonna be, but we'll find out. Um, so for you, um, I don't know if you know what Bluestacks is, but that, that basically helps you emulate mobile games. Yeah, I was thinking like either Bluestacks or Nox. I don't know which emulator to use yet. But for the record, for those who are saying, oh, he's gonna play it illegally through emulation, no, Square actually supports emulation of this game. Like, they're not expecting everyone to play it on a mobile device. You know what? I can appreciate that because, I mean, not everybody likes playing mobile games. Some people prefer playing games on PC or something. Yeah, PC or console, me, which... Emulation is not too uncommon. I don't know how many people are going to be up in arms about it, but... I doubt with our audience it'll be that many. Yeah, at least not yet anyways. We'll grow over time, but... But, yeah, I think it's time we... Remake this transition to... The next game. Oh, yeah. So, Soldier, I don't know if you remember too much about our next game, but, uh, what do you buy it? I honestly don't remember much about it. I just remember playing the intro of it on PS2 and just loving Leon's character design. He had a really good character design. That's oh, the yeah. most I remember, and the house at the intro, like, that's it. When I played the stream version, like, nostalgia hit me for like a second, and then I progressed, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? Oh yeah, I, I played, uh, for those who don't know, we're talking about Resident Evil 4 Remake, obviously, which is another game that could be in Game of the Year contention, because I'm just gonna say it, 2023 is probably the best year in gaming ever, and it's not even close. So far, and... I've had a lot of really good games released this I, year. Like, I'm I've, just gonna say it, I think Hogwarts Legacy is one of my favorite games released this year. I do not... I mean, I might expect some judgment, but I enjoyed oh, roaming wow. that open world and just learning new things about Harry Potter and about the world in general. And well, my. I think it was a beautiful game just to explore around and have fun in murdering oh, yeah, but... all different things around you. The oh, what were they poachers? Yeah, but any hoodle. Before we get into random this, <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy was fun, by the way. I will say that. Um, but Resident Evil 4 Remake, I played it on my brother's Xbox because. Yeah, <laughs> but 
it was really good. I mean, it wasn't... It was a lot better than Resident Evil 3's remake. It didn't cut anything out. It was outside of one fight, but I don't know why they cut it out, but I digress. It was, it was overall fun. I mean, there's not really much I can say since Soldier hasn't played it, so... You know... Yeah. <sighs> at, at least Lee... At, at least Leon isn't shutting down like something else that happened today. I'm not sure if I will end up playing Resident Evil 4 Remake. I did... I mostly just enjoyed it for the character Leon and Jill Valentine. But, I mean, I can admire people who do enjoy the Resident Evil series. Like, um... The Resident Evil game that came out, like, a few years or a couple years back. Village. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil Village. That looked like a really cool game taking place in a first-person perspective with Ethan having all of these different bosses to conquer. I watched Mark. Whoa, Blair Soldier, you're name-dropping me. Did I name-drop? Oh. <laughs> 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 did not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at least at, at least Resident Evil didn't shut down like a certain thing that happened today, which comes into our next topic. And again, sorry for any Resident Evil fans who want us to do more. There's just not really to discuss there. We just needed to bring it up since it's going to be probably presented at the Game Awards pretty heavily. Oh yeah, so. most likely. Because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people see Resident Evil 4 as their favorite game, and I would not be surprised. Because it does look like a really good game. It had some really cool looking moments in it. and it, it is a great game. I loved the original one growing up quite a bit, but yeah. Resident, like, Resident Evil is one of those series where I, where I like it, but out of all the Capcom series, the one that really is going to grasp me every time, it's going to be Devil May Cry. But that's, uh, but that's again, another topic, because we're shutting down much like the Saints Row studio. So yeah. Bye guys, I'm kidding. Saints <laughs> Row studio shutting down is super unfortunate. Like you didn't even give me much context as to what happened. You just told me to shut down. I was like, oh shit, so, what? So, so what happened, basically, I'm not sure what necessarily started all, if you will, but I I went to their website because I didn't believe it myself. I just saw a Game Informer post about it. I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to read into it. And then you go to their website and there's like this post, I guess, from the CEO or whatever, that they basically let all of their employees go and that they're shutting down. And I guess that stems from the fact that the Saints Row reboot, for some reason, just didn't do well, which I don't get, because I enjoyed that reboot more than any of the older games. Yeah, I honestly don't get that they, that the Saints Row reboot failed as hard as it did either. Because, I mean, I haven't beat it again, but I still think the game was very fun. I had a lot of fun playing the multiplayer functionality with you and you. <laughs> but it was, it was fun a played. fun as game. They had a great multiplayer functionality. Sure, loading times were slow, but it's a big world. I don't know what you're expecting. Even on PS5, loading times were slow, but... I had fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the game a lot, and I would play through it again. I'm actually still needing to play through it again. Yeah, I'll probably play through it again soon, honestly, but loading times weren't too bad for me, actually. Like, I felt like I was still loading at a good pace, but that's not the point. 
it was to me it was a good game i enjoyed it i'm sad because you know we're probably never gonna get that dlc that we were gonna get because now they're shut down and well yeah fuck us fans i guess but I blame the fans, I, I personally blame the fans who just gave them crap for doing the reboot. It's like, what was wrong with the reboot? There was not really a whole lot I can say that fell off. I don't think there was anything wrong with the reboot. I mean, like, I, I mean, there was a... I got to do everything I enjoyed in that reboot, and that was driving cars <laughs> and being a furry, and that's like the best thing I could have ever hoped for a game like that. Of course, I had it to took drive a lot of grinding to get that last part, but I mean, driving cars was fun as hell. I even had this really but, cool pirate ship that just intimidated everyone off the road. Yeah, driving cars, building up the, uh, I think it was the church that we got towards the end, that was really yeah. baller. Kicking ass. Towards the end, that really cool tower that you can jump off for gliding, that was really freaking awesome. And so worth the playthrough of doing. I would do I mean, there again. Was... I would invite you to another Saints Row game where you can just experience the game all over again with me. Honestly, I'll probably go download it again in, in memory of the studio that closed down because unless they give away the IPs, I don't think we're going to see Saints Row ever again, unfortunately. Which hurts because I grew up with that series. Um, unpopular opinion, but it's better than Grand Theft Auto. I think it definitely is. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing as Grand Theft Auto, but they did it in a better way. They made Grand Theft Auto what it should have been and not what it is now. Which right now, the most Grand Theft Auto is doing is finally making a sequel to GTA 5, which has been After around 10 years. for God knows how long at this point. Literally 10 years. Since it came out 2013, it's like you guys literally have just the only one new game you've made since GTA 5 Rockstar is Red Dead 2. Really? I don't even care about the first game. Make me a sequel to San Andreas and we'll talk. Maybe, maybe. But <laughs> knowing GTA how it's been lately, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> they're probably gonna milk the crap out of that one too. Probably, I mean, it's... I don't even, I don't even know. They did a remaster of all the old GTA games, and that ended and up being milking purposes, because they did jack crap to make the games better. Oh, 100%, it was a buggy mess, which I know... Going back to Saints Row, I know some people were like, Oh, well, it has bugs. Yet, you motherfuckers probably all played Cyberpunk, and that was even buggier. That was crashing consoles, for the love of God. Yeah, that game was literally set up for refund because of how bad the game was. When it but you all want But you all want to give Saints Row shit and that's like it it makes no sense. Make it make sense. Saints Row didn't even have that kind of problem. Even the original like not the original, but even the reboot did not have cyberpunk level problems. No one some mine had some minor problems, but uh, again, that studio patched it, and now that studio's gone, and I don't fully know how to enunciate the name of it, so I know it starts with a V. Oh, but, I don't remember. Was it like Vice or something? I'm not too sure, but 
Regardless, uh, it's just sad that a good studio like that that actually made a very fun open world GTA esque oh, game is. Oh, Volition, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Volition. Volition being gone that is just is like. You... So stupid though, like. How can they shut down a studio that literally actually did really well making Saints Row? And how can you people not say that there were some moments in Saints Row that you enjoyed? Even the Saints were good. Like, Greg Toon actually did a really good job as the shirtless maniac. I forgot his name. Kevin. Kevin, yeah. yeah. Greg, Greg did incredible as Kevin. And then... I even liked oh my God, the I ref- female one that was the mechanic. I loved her. She was probably my favorite. I absolutely right, they, loved her. They were all definitely some great characters. Like, I enjoyed the story, the gameplay. Like, to me, that was my ideal my ideal version of what GTA probably could have been. And it probably will never strive to be anywhere as good as that. Ever. Okay, we'll see what happens with GTA 6, but... I doubt I'm gonna pick that up. I really hope that Saints Row gets revived once again by some other gaming company, even if it's since it's not gonna be Volition anymore. Because I yeah. want more Saints Row at this point. I enjoyed the Saints Row remaster. I think it was one of the best games to ever come out in like just in general out of driving games where you can drive any car you want and customize it the way you want yeah it had great customization it was the characters were great the guns were great unfortunately it just won't be expanded upon like this next game that we're about ready to talk about the customization of Saints Row was insane. You, I've seen character creations of Dante. You can basically make Saints Row a GTA slash whatever game you want crossover. I don't yep. really know how much of that they have in GTA 5. Sure, you could mod it, but that's for PC users. Yeah, it just sucks because... It just won't have a Dawn Trail like Final Fantasy XIV will. Which, if you don't know, Dawn Trail is the next expansion of it. This one will also be kind of short because I'm the only one who's actually played that for 14 out of the both of us all the way. Yeah, I haven't um, much touched GRF of 14. I made a character with ears, and that's as far as I went. I don't remember if she had a tail. But I made her, I moved her around a little bit, and then I closed the game. I don't I... know why I didn't play more of it. Maybe it's because at the time I was distracted with other games, and I just wanted to see Final Fantasy XIV's character creation and what the It does get better, it. by the way. But, yeah, I, I didn't do much. I haven't even... I, like, maybe picked up one quest and then moved around and was like, alright, um, I'm gonna do what I was doing before. Yeah, for me, FF14, it, it was a great game. Well, I should say parts of it were a great game, like... So, A Realm Reborn, where you start at, absolutely dog-tier. I can see why some people wouldn't want to play the game, because that was, that was awful. That was... You're basically slogging through more side quests than you are even probably the main quest, if I had to guess. Heavensward. Get some levels. 
I mean, I do side and quests all the time anyway. As a wildhead, I play a lot of that game. But Man, lately, on World of Warcraft, I've been doing main quests just to progress through and get my character level 60 or 70 at this point. Well, side quests aren't bad, but the Realm Reborn in general was just a slog. Like, it was bland. I didn't even... When I first picked up FF14, I was trying to play with one of our friends, which soldiers should remember as Kuja. But Kuja and I were trying to get through it. He was trying to explain it to me, and I was just... I was frustrated. And then eventually I did play it on my own. I got through A Realm Reborn. I played Heaven Sword. That was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Stormblood was... Eh, Shadowbringers was amazing. Easily one of the best Final Fantasy stories I ever told. Then it took me a while, but I did play Endwalker. That was also pretty solid. And then obviously next year, we have Dawn Trail, which is the newest expansion. Looks like an FF10 vibe, and if anyone knows me, I love Final Fantasy X. Not as much as 7, but 10 was great. Ooh, maybe I should grind oh. through FF14 so we can do that together. So we can get to Don Trail and play through your FF10-esque journey. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely go get a subscription again for 14. I have to buy expansions though, so it's gonna take me a bit. Well, <laughs> same. I'm also gonna buy, got... like, an expansion per paycheck just to gradually make my way up. Or oh, yeah, every we... time I beat an expansion. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to restart a whole character. Uh, this was on my old profile, but Wait, I'm okay with that. Don't I have to... Oh, crap. Don't I have to pay a monthly subscription just to get up anywhere? Yeah, but uh, right now... Actually, this is why I say Square is pretty generous. Is We do have a free trial that goes all the way up through Stormblood, which is... Um, the second main expansion, but the third story in the FF14 story, so that's pretty cool. You wouldn't have oh, to buy anything okay. until you finish that. That's handy, actually. Uh, that's what I was worried about, because I remembered FF14 was, like, trying to combat World of Warcraft as an MMO. And it wasn't doing very well at first, until yeah, FF14 started had a... World of Warcraft, and now it's killing it. A lot yeah, of people the... love FF14 right now. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing through that game with you. You know, we're, you're starting to become a big Final Fantasy head, and I've always been a big Final Fantasy stand anyway, so... I've always been a big MMO stand, so I wouldn't be opposed to doing that. Hell, I'll probably play through the trial and start, start my subscription, because I do have a lot of spending money right now, so that is something to consider. Same here. I mean, I... Well, I don't have a lot of spending right now because they took out money for the controller, but well, it'll get back I up mean, there. That was, <laughs> I mean, I was worried about that last week when they took the money out for the controller, but I got paid yesterday without realizing it. I wonder why they just pay me today. I was watching the time waiting for 11. As soon as it hit 11, I realized my pay came in a day ago. I'm like, wait, what the heck? Yeah, FF14, pretty solid game. Just my one big gripe, and this is with most things, it's not necessarily the game, but fan bases. The FF14 fan base loves to complain about Seven's fan base, but yet becoming just as toxic, if not more toxic, than the Seven fandom. And it's like, you guys, just calm down. I get it, it's a video game, you can be passionate about it. 
but don't tell people they're stupid if they don't like it. That is actually a weird thing, because the FF14 fanbase is not too different from what the World of Warcraft fanbase was then. Like, there were some crazy people in the Alliance side back in World of Warcraft days. But now, night, like, most of the players in World of Warcraft are Horde, not so much Alliance. Oh, yeah, for sure, but, uh... Yeah, if you want to, go ahead and play FF14. You have the free trial, just... I mean, that goes for anyone. There's the free trial up to Stormblood. Yes, it is a real Final Fantasy game, because I know there's fans out there who will say it's not. Fuck off, you're stupid. Not literally stupid, but... Still, making comments like that is dumb. It has FF in its name. And just one tiny tangent, because I know I mentioned this before we started recording. Yes, it is going to Xbox, but just because it's going to Xbox does not mean PlayStation's going anywhere. I don't know who needs to tell you that, but it's it, PlayStation's not dying. We're here to stay. Yeah, no. The play How can PlayStation go anywhere with all the bangers they're dropping like Spider-Man 2? There's no way they're going anywhere for a long time. Exactly. A lot of bangers to go through before PlayStation finally decides to die out. I don't think they ever will. I don't. I doubt they will. I mean, the only ones who want them to die out are the diehard Xbox stands. And it's like, my guy, you only want them to die out because, again, nothing. Nothing against people who play on Xbox, mind you, but you literally need to realize PlayStation's just not going to die because your console's falling behind, dra drastically. Yeah, now see, the only one I could see dying out to some degree, but not much, mind you, because they still have Minecraft, but it's Microsoft with their Xbox console, because it is not selling as well as the PlayStation 5. It was or this. all over the internet, which I'm sure a lot of Xbox fans were not too happy about, was that everyone was bringing up how much they wanted a PS5 when it first dropped. They're still talking about it now at this point. The only ones who aren't talking good about PlayStation right now are the ones who are saying, Oh, FF14's come to Xbox. PlayStation's gonna die. No, it's not It's not happening. I don't know who needs to tell you that, but it's not happening. Tony's not wrong. going anywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure one of these days I'll eventually check out the console, see the state it's in. Back when I was a fan of Xbox, it was during the Xbox 360 era. Which was very long ago at this rate, many, many years ago, ridiculously early on. And I enjoyed the console a lot, I played a lot of really fun games on it. Like a game where you can play as your Xbox avatar in a Minecraft setting. I thought that was pretty fun. Although it's a shame one of the last things I did on my Xbox 360 was pay 99 cents to get a really cool custom armor on my Xbox avatar, and then I could never play it again. Waste <laughs> of 99 cents. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool-ass <laughs> armor set, too. It was like World of Warcraft style. I was so sad when I couldn't continue playing. I still had the <laughs> account, but I don't think I have it anymore. I think I actually lost the account I put that 99 cents on. I think I still have my Xbox account, but I don't know if I'll ever touch Xbox for a while. Maybe if Series 
Series X gets discounted to a good price, but otherwise, I'm perfectly happy with my 5. Really am. Yeah, honestly, I think I just might stick with... I might even just buy the game that I was playing on Xbox on Steam. I don't remember what the game was called, though. But, yeah, um... <laughs> did go on a tangent, but it's okay. And for the record, I just want to state, we're not trying to start console wars, it's just... Statistically speaking, Xbox has not been able to catch up with PlayStation since the PS3 era. Yeah, I don't want any console wars going on in the comment section of this video. It's your choice of what console you enjoy or what gaming system you want to play. I don't Basically, care. whatever. People don't care. We're just here yeah, to enjoy gaming for what we play and enjoy. And if you yeah. agree with us, cool. If you don't, cool. But keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, we don't want to start if... any debates in the comment section or anything. Or... Or if anything, we can have a civilized discussion without going toxic with it. I mean, it's not too hard to do. That's because yeah, exactly. I've 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 had debates and then I stopped them because they tried basically using insults and it's like, no, that's not a civilized discussion. That's just being ignorant. And it's like An insult <laughs> is not how you win a debate. I'm just saying. You can insult also... someone all you want, but it's not going to add on to the point that they're making. Yeah, it's not even That's not how again. Again, be civilized with it. I mean, literally, it don't matter if you play on Switch, PC, PlayStation, Xbox. We're all gamers at the end of the day. Is yeah. really what this entails. But outside, FF14 out of the way. I think it's time that we murder a child phoenix. Too soon, sorry. <clears throat> Shut that up. <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, we need someone to come to me, Ifrit, or something like that, I'm not sure. Who's Clive again? Um, anyways. My transition was dark as hell, I'm so sorry to anyone <laughs> who had to think back on that fateful moment. But, yeah, anyways. Anyways, on to uh, Creative Business Unit 3's other game and their first single-player mainline Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy 6. Soldier has not finished it, but I have, so I will start off this start off this discussion and don't try to spoil it for him, please. I would like for him to finish it, but um, to me, it's one of my game of the years. It might be second to Spider-Man 2 because I had some gripes with it, but. It was a great story. Clive is one of the best protagonists in the history of ever. He's not on Cloud's level, but he's up there. He's highly up there. He's up there. Uh. Um, when I was playing through the demo on livestream, I was really falling in love with Clive's character. Like, don't get me wrong. His character really brought me into the game, but what's bringing me out of it is the massive number of cutscenes that just last on forever. I would get past some kind of section and I'd be through like 10 cutscenes and I'd be gradually falling asleep as they're going on. I've been too tired from work. I don't have the energy to watch through all of that. I'd much less go through combat after watching through all of that. Yeah, much of my critique kind of was... It felt like Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3 itself had a lot of cutscenes, but this one, like... Yeah. 
had even more somehow. It's like, again, I love this game. It's easily up there in my top five favorite Final Fantasies, but some of this is just ridiculous. Yeah, no, see, I was able to play it through page three at the time with all of its cutscenes because I wasn't tired all the time. I was bored all the time, but that's different. I was able to play through that without falling asleep because I had more energy. I wasn't putting all my energy into work. I wasn't tiring myself by standing around all day or moving boxes. I actually had nothing else to do, so I was playing through that, and I did fine. I lived through those cutscenes, but now I can't do cutscenes as much, because I'll fall asleep through them due to my tiredness from work. I wanted to just go definitely. through the gameplay, maybe see a little bit of good storytelling, but not too much to where I start falling asleep through your yawn tale. Not that it is bad to tell stories like that. It's just bad for me and my tiredness. Personally, to me, they should have balanced it out a bit more, because, yeah, you did have your gameplay moments, and I will say Final Fantasy XVI has probably some of the best, absolute best boss fights. But... I digress. It still had a bit too many cutscenes, and it's like I I know I know you're it's your first time making a single player game, but not everything has to technically play out like a movie. Just have it play out like a game. Do what remake did. You have your gameplay. You get to the cutscene. Yeah. Go on to the next session, etc. etc. Not a little cool. bit of. That was not was not cool. a little. Oh, oops. <laughs> that was what was cool about remake though was that. It had its cool cutscene moments, and once the cutscene was done, it would transition back to gameplay mode cleanly, putting the camera right back to gameplay mode after yeah, the cutscene was over. Like Grand Theft, or like Grand Theft Auto. God damn it! Like God of War, the, that remake, that reboot. That yeah, it was. It was like that. But it yeah, those was are... even more beautiful. I'm sorry. Um, no offense, God of War fans. Your game is ridiculously hard, by the way. Can I ever get through a fight on easy mode without dying? Apparently, I'm just bad at God of War games. In the wise words of Ninja, you're trash, kid. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm trash at that game. I try everything I can, somehow I get overwhelmed by the combat. I don't know what goes on. God of War is a really cool looking game. I love Kratos a lot, always have. Fell in love with him before I was rated M for Mature. And yeah, I think he's a really cool character. But yeah, um, Final Fantasy 16 was a great game to me. I know it had too many cutscenes and they even had some stupid side quests. Like that's 16's problems is one of my problems with 14 as well, since they're basically connected, since they're made by the same specific developers at Square. Um, yeah, the side quests were stupid. I just, eh. but I mean, like Clive, Joshua, Jill, so on and so forth. It was a great cast. Like I loved 16. And to me, 16 is uh, better than this fair warning zone that we're gonna transition over to. Because, you know, this this field of stars is looking pretty dim to me, but, you know, yeah. I could be wrong. This might be the section where you viewers are either gonna be like, Oh, well, we're just PlayStation fanboys, or you're just gonna be, Well, maybe they're onto something here. I don't know. We'll find out. That's up to but you, the, it doesn't really matter. 
right now is not the time for that conversation. Right now we're on Starfield, which, according to um, what we've heard about it before release from other people who've played it, is not shaping up to be as good of a game as a lot of Xbox people want to say it is. Which is or any Bethesda fans for that matter. It's fine if you do end up enjoying it after you get the game. Um, personally, I don't think I would end up enjoying it. I didn't see much of it. Um, I mostly just saw a general idea of what it was. And I see what they were going for. It seems like a kind of thing that was released because space was a big talk around the internet. Probably because I'm in space yeah. with Markiplier. I have no idea. But that seems basic... like it's going to be as successful, um, even as successful as ESL Online. Um, the O does mean online. Elder Scrolls yeah. Online is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Which... Yeah, basically, basically what I'm seeing with Starfield is you're supposed to go to a thousand planets, which kind of screams filler to me. That's... Because what are you really? How much content are you gonna really put on Thousand Planets? Let's just be real here. Just because yeah. you have all of that doesn't exactly do? mean it's a great game. What are you gonna do with a Thousand Planets? Come on, I played a 2D game where you were exploring the world. It was like a 2D, uh, I can't remember, platformer game where you're going through different planets on a spaceship you can go to any planet you wanted that was in the solar system currently from uh the first planet what was the first planet closest to mercury to mercury to pluto yeah before pluto was claimed to be not a planet unless you're jerry smith pluto is a planet (laughs) (laughs) anyways but yeah for later um and yeah Another big thing that, outside of it being a thousand planets, and I just doubtful it even has that much content because, again, after Skyrim, because, you know, Skyrim was like Bethesda's one big hit wonder to me, personally. Starfield just... It was kind of a one-hit wonder, but I will say, I do like Elder Scrolls Online. It's not bad, and for me, getting it for free from Epic Games, I do like it. I do like what they were, what they went for there. It has a really yeah, nice it. kind of um, MMO-style playthrough. There's a well, lot of grinding MMO, to but do, yeah. and <laughs> I still need to figure out what I'm doing. I don't even remember where I left off in that game. But yeah, it's Starfield... not bad. I do like my it's Khajiit. Not, but... I've always loved the Khajiit. <laughs> but yeah, Starfield having a thousand planets probably not even going to have a lot of content unless it's like maybe the big name planets or whatever. And not only that, Xbox themselves said that the game is going to run at 30 frames per second, which means you're not going to have smooth gameplay for playing on Series S or Series X. Which is, the Series X is supposed to be that console that has 60F, supposed to be that console that has 120 FPS, if you uh, have upscaling for your TV. And, but, Starfield isn't going to be able to run at that. And it's like, if you're going to have a big game like that, you need those frames for a smooth, and I mean smooth game, otherwise your yeah, game might just crash. Believe me, we played a 30 FPS for years before the PS5 came out, or before we even got a PS5. And 
Uh, let me tell you, those 30 FPS, they made some games a bit laggy. There was nothing we could do about it either. But when I, we got the PS5, we started playing at 60 frames. Things were smooth. They were smooth, very smooth. as a baby's bottom. I'm just saying. Like, like to compare it, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I started off on PS4. It was alright. I mean, it still ran. But then you go to PS5, and it's like, holy shit, this is definitely the definitive experience if you're wanting to play Remake. And I highly recommend playing it at 60 FPS. Yeah, I definitely highly recommend playing Integrate's DLC as well to get, like, that full-on style. Actually, I don't think it was DLC. I think it was just separate from Remake itself. But It, it was did... DLC for Remake. Oh, did it? Oh. Yeah, you feel no. story tied in a bit. Uh... No, I'm thinking of... No, Intermission was the DLC. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Integrate is the PS5 version, which I didn't exactly specify that, but yeah, yeah. it's the PS5 That's... version. It's a lot smoother. <laughs> That's what we're trying to be on about. Yeah, the PS5 version, it's a lot smoother. They fixed a few world problems that were on the PS4 and made it better. I have yet to see those things, but honestly, I still need to play through a remake anyway. Some more. I had to start a new like, game since all my save data for all games I've ever played are on PS4. Even my Ratchet and Clank saves, I didn't think about it, but I wasn't subbed to PS Plus at the time. Do yeah, his, his PS4 will, is now with the person who will probably be on next episode's podcast. Yeah, he'll probably if we be can... in a future podcast sometime, or he'll be on next episode, or we're gonna just ease into this podcast with just the two of us. That's We'll discuss that yeah. another time. But... That's something to think about later, and we'll definitely be bringing the live get. Yeah, we should be talking about this at the end. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that's not the point. But yeah, Starfield at 30 FPS, it's just not a good idea. I don't know what Bethesda was thinking, or if it was Xbox's decision. I don't know. I mean, Xbox owns them, but after Fallout 76, can you really look at Bethesda in the face and say, I trust you to do this game correctly? I know. Right now, it's. I mean, I haven't played any of the Fallout games. They just never interested me to the degree of like their Elder Scrolls games. Their Elder Scrolls well, games are definitely a lot more interesting. But that's me being RPG nerd. I prefer RPGs. Well, Fallout. Basically, to put in perspective, Fallout 76 is the equivalent of Cyberpunk. At when Cyberpunk launched. It was a mess. It was a buggy mess. I don't even think they fixed the game, if I'm being real with you. Oh, I but no it was, idea. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't good. Cyberpunk put in effort to fix their game, which I'll be willing to buy that if they put it on a discounted price. I still want to see yeah. Keanu Reeves' character. I love Keanu. I mean, same. And eventually, I mean, Cyberpunk is the same studio that did Witcher 3, so eventually I have to get around to that. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah. yeah. You know, maybe it might uh, be worth doing just because Witcher does seem like a really good game. I love the idea of Gerald's character and I absolutely want to get into Yennefer's character. She looks amazing. He does, but to summarize that, again, Bethesda, you're not the company I should be trusting. Starfield sitting at the same score 16, FF16 is, which... I'm not surprised, FF16 scores literally because no one wants a fully action Final Fantasy, but whatever, I'm, I'm not even going to argue with it, 16 was better than 15, that's all that matters to me. 
I will say I do love how 16 did take an action transition. It looked amazing. It played amazing. The combat was very fun. I enjoyed it was the smooth. combat a lot. I meant to play through more of the combat on the demo, but the game released before I could get around to that, so I ended up playing through more of it in the game itself. And, and it's 60 FPS is actually pretty stable, and one of the complaints about 16, and I know this is kind of going off topic, means that we finished FF16's portion, was that it went to 40 FPS while we were exploring. It's like, I'd rather have that 40 FPS of exploring than only being frame-locked to 30 on Starfield. And that's where I'm going to end that. Yeah, I don't know how they ended up frame-locking at the 30. Like, I know there's a lot of planets, but why even do as many planets as you did anyway? What planets could you possibly have to explore outside of the main ones we have? I know there's moons you can also explore, like, um, Europa, but those are moons, not planets. That's too many planets to explore. I understand if you had a few moons mixed in there with the planets, but... But, yeah, supposedly a thousand planets. You could do with a thousand planets. It would be yeah, a I... really long, drawn-out game with like maybe a few moments on each planet. Yeah, and if my brother ends up watching this, I know he'll probably say something, but I'll even say it to him. A thousand planets does not mean it's going to be a good game. That just means there's probably going to be a lot of filler, and it's going to be bland. And if you enjoy Starfield, good for you. It's just simply not for me. And again, this portion is basically nothing more than just critique. We're not being assholes. We're just saying how we feel about the game. Yeah, and saying generally how we feel about what they're doing with the game. But that's just us. If you enjoy Starfield, you get a you get a tiger. We don't really care. I mean. In a strange tangential way, it does kind of look interesting, but not that interesting to me. Because there's a lot of other games I could play where I can explore planets. Like, I still need to play through more of Warframe. Now, that's a good planet exploration game. There's a lot of planets oh, you yeah. can explore and a lot of enemies you can kill on each planet. But it's pretty cool. It's got a pretty solid storyline. The Warframes are dope that you fight in the Tannos. Oh, they're yeah. They're pretty yeah. cool, and I love the gameplay style of being able to have a lot of mobility while shooting weapons or swinging swords. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I give Starfield crap, but... It can't be anywhere as lazy as Nintendo's uh, newest creation, if you want to call it that. And yes, I am indeed talking about the Mario Switch OLED. It's not even Mario themed. You have one silhouette on there that says Mario, and that's it. You know, it's not. It's just red. You're buying a red Switch. That's all you're doing. And it's yeah, an OLED, and that's not even a big upgrade. It's literally just a Switch OLED Red Edition. It's not Mario Edition. It's Red Edition. So if you ever want a full red OLED switch, knock yourself out, but what's the point? You could just have the OLED be your very first switch and be fine. But exactly. if you just upgrade from your regular OLED to the Mario OLED, you're wasting your money. 
there's no reason to do it. It's not, it was... it's probably not any different from the OLED upgrade they released before. And the OLED upgrade I mean... wasn't even that big of an upgrade. It was like a minor upgrade that made it maybe, that should have made it slightly more expensive than the Switch. I don't know how much more expensive it got than the I Switch. Think I it's... don't remember. I think it's $50 more, but I think they're probably going to charge a ridiculous price for it. It's a Mario OLED, and it's like, literally just a red Switch, and like, a small portion of it actually has Mario on it. And it's not even like, a very big part, it's like, I don't even know, wasn't it like, the hat and like, his character or something? I don't know, but it's on the side, and it's on the back of the OLED, not even the front where most people are going to look at. No, no, no. They put this motherfucker on the back of it. And excuse my MF bomb, but Jesus. Uh, pardon me. I have a sticker on the front of my Switch where people are more likely to look. Not on the screen, on the front of the dock where you can see it. Why would you not put yeah. the silhouette of Mario on the front? And depending no, no, on what you're basing it, it off of, put some Mario-style designs around the Joy-Cons like you did with the Zelda Joy-Cons. Those Zelda Joy-Cons look phenomenal. I wish yeah, they were $70, because I, I would have bought them. But the Joy-Cons are not that great as a controller, I, I anyway. Literally, I shelled out that 70 <laughs> My Switch can't play handheld very well because of the connection getting lost between the, the Joy-Con. Like, I'm feeling like I need to buy a new Switch tablet or something at this point. Yeah, and again, because I know some people are like, oh, well, you guys hate Nintendo. And it's like, no, I grew up with Nintendo, but Nintendo these days is like the laziest console making company ever and uh, game making company for that matter i can't hate a company that raised me 90 percent of the way and the other 10 percent was no okay 85 percent of the way the other 10 percent was playstation 2 and the other five was xbox 360 but after that I played through a lot of GameCube, a lot of Nintendo Wii, a lot of Nintendo DS, a lot of Nintendo Game Boy, and I enjoyed every bit of those consoles. Well, two of I... them being handheld, but that's not the point. No console, but yes, yeah, so same here. I played everything through 3DS. I have a Switch, obviously. I was excited to get the Switch. Now I'm just kind of let down by it, especially since I've gotten a PS5 and actually enjoying these massive titles in the best way that you can be enjoy them. If you are as nostalgic as we are about anything Nintendo related, you'll realize they really have gone downhill since the Nintendo Wii. 3DS. After well, Nintendo more. Wii, things kind of went downhill. The 3DS was great. But I believe well, that minus... did release in between the Wii, I think. It released after the Wii, but um, it released before the Wii U, which... Home console-wise, yes, Nintendo has definitely gone downhill. Like, the Wii U was crap. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, Switch is selling a lot. Yeah, it is, and I get it, but... How can you convincingly, convincingly tell me that Nintendo's just doing this great thing when they can't even make a Mario OLED right? The coolest. Like, there's the, nothing the cool, cool about that Mario OLED. You may as well have that dock backwards so you can see Mario. 
Literally, that's the that 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 was probably the laziest design ever. If you want a cool OLED, and if you can find it, go find the Scarlet and Violet OLED. Even though I don't like modern day Pokemon too much, that was really cool. Oh wait, I actually don't think I've ever seen that OLED. I don't think I've ever. Yeah, I never saw that OLED. See, now that's how you make an OLED. Look at that. It has a Scarlet and Violet design on every single portion of the Switch. See, that's how Mario should have been. That actually looks cool. I don't know if that's the actual design or... No, it definitely is. It, yeah, that's, it probably is. It, it was actually well-designed OLED. Yeah, that Mario. was well-designed. You see the Scarlet and Violet Legendaries on the front. You see the shields of the school you go to for Scarlet and Violet. That's actually really cool. That is really dope. It's not just a solid red color. I mean, how are you going to shaft your own mascot on your primary console? Come on, Nintendo, do better. No joke. This Switch actually looks amazing compared to what the Mario OLED is. And for those that don't know... See, this is the Nintendo Switch Limited Edition OLED. It's mostly red. Yeah, That's with it. the silhouette on the... I don't even see the Mario silhouette. I see a shadow of him there. But they're That's not what silhouette is. the back. They're showing yeah, the they're... front. Yeah, yeah, that that, it's cool just though, with the blue controller showing off his overalls, but that doesn't really add much to it. That's the sort of regular OLED. Yeah. Oh yeah, look, someone already did the. Uh, someone did a uh, like red in it, redified version of the white OLED. They had like a red. I can't remember overlay now. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know when he'll get the OLED off, but uh, Nintendo fans are about ready to cry tears because we don't really like the next game we're about to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Yes, you all know. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I'm sorry to say it, I really am, but it's not it, Chief. It's basically Breath of the Wild, but with a few new mechanics that have already been in gaming before. Like Skyrim. Like I just I just don't think it's a good game. I don't even think uh the weapon breaking is the worst part. I don't know if the I don't know if the Master Sword is limited or not like it was in Breath of the Wild. Okay. But uh, it was not on. a good game. But anyways. So this next part, you Nintendo fans are about ready to cry tears because of how we feel about this personal title. And arguably, it might win Game of the Year 2023, unfortunately. But, yes, we are talking about Legend of Zelda Tears of the King. And mind you, I've been a Zelda fan since I was probably like 4 or 5. I finished Ocarina of Time, I loved the series since then. I love Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, so on and so forth. But then back in, I want to say 2019, is when I played through Breath of the Wild all the way through. And that's when I just kind of started questioning if modern day Zelda is for me or not. Really, it's not. It's just not. I, the open world was cool. I liked the concept of that part. But I do not like my weapons breaking. And 
and I'm going to transition to tears because it, basically it was the same thing. I gave that a shot. I played that on my brother's Switch. I did not like it. The coolest part about it is Zelda being a dragon, and that's it. it it's just, and it has, it has mechanics that I've already done already. Like it's not really innovative as much as Nintendo fans would just love to say it is. And again, I, again, just to reiterate, I never hate the Nintendo, but they're very disappointing nowadays. Tears of the Kingdom was simply not it for me. Yeah, see, and I want to reiterate that with um, what you said about them being not very innovative. Like, I agree. They did, like, basically, they took Breath of the Wild, they copied, pasted it, added in some new stuff to make it seem new, and that was it. And the most new I mean... thing they added was a different story. As you said, Zelda's a dragon. And I guess a little bit of customization around the world that you can do with different items you pick up, I think. Eh. That's what yeah, I've seen added... on TikTok, where a they, lot of people they... are like making dicks and dishes <laughs> yeah. everything, which is pretty funny. Yeah, they added, they added new mechanics, but they weren't really the coolest thing. I mean... It's funny, but they kind of just got stupid with it, personally. Skyrim has done better things, I'm pretty sure, for yeah, a significantly like, older um, kid. What Skyrim is doing today is add survival, and legitimately, I don't know what I prefer <laughs> at this point. Spending money to get a skin I want on Genshin Impact, or dealing with breaking weapons on any Zelda modern game. Modern Zelda game. <laughs> I worded that And honestly... And honestly, like, Zelda's story, even in Tears of the Kingdom, wasn't entirely different because you still went through Hyrule, and guess who the final boss is? Oh yeah, it's still Ganon. The only difference is he's actually... The only difference is he is actually voiced this time by probably one of the best to ever do it, but... Still the same villain. Like, you're not really compelling me. I don't think they'll ever change from the Ganondorf villain, but that's because of how iconic he is. But I've gotta say, his most iconic moment has to be in Twilight Princess. He had not so big of a nose, he looked amazing, he had a cool cape, and he actually looked menacing, he felt menacing. And he's actually really cool to fight in the boss battle. Twilight Princess was what truly nailed it home for me. It's the first Zelda game I beat and I beat Skyward Sword. And I generally somewhat know the story of Ocarina of Time and... Um, what was the other Majora. game? Majora's Mask. But I don't fully understand their story as much because there's like... There's a lot to the game, it doesn't feel the same to play through those because they're much older. I mean, it doesn't even feel the same to play through Twilight Princess these days because of how old it is, being on Switch and GameCube. I did GameCube try and emulating, <laughs> yeah that's what I said, I did try emulating. You said Switch and GameCube. <laughs> did I? I yeah, you literally, yeah, no you said Switch and GameCube, uh, but it's Wii. Wii, Wii U, GameCube, and, GameCube, and Wii U. Well, yeah, Wii U as well. I never played it on just... Wii U or GameCube. I played it on Wii and had a blast. Enjoyed Wolf Link. My boy. My best boy. He is a good boy. I'm just saying that <laughs> Wolf Link was the best, and nobody can tell me otherwise. And 
and the only reason why I played through Breath of the Wild was for Wolf Link. But sadly, you can't play as him. I would have to mod playing as Wolf Link in the game, and that would take too much effort. But, but I digress. Yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, I I grew up with Zelda a lot, as I've already Soldier already knows this. We've known each other for almost ten years. It's getting close, anyways. But um, yeah, I like grew up with ten years at this point. It's been a while. Next year would make 10 years, but yeah, I I really loved Ocarina of Time. That's my personal favorite. I thought it told the story the best. Uh, Majora's Mask was really good. I see why some don't like it, but if you understand what you're doing, that game's incredible. Twilight Princess is another one I loved. It wasn't exactly my favorite, but um, that's because at first I really didn't understand the Wolf Link controls. I didn't like them at first until I did a second playthrough. But it generally became one of my favorites. Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword I kind of hated. I didn't like the Wii version, but the Switch version is pretty good, so. Honestly, I enjoyed both Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. Not a popular opinion that Skyward Sword was a good game, but I thought it was fun. I enjoyed lifting my sword up in the air to get lightning blast to blast at my enemies. I thought that was cool. But, um, it still did not do it for me like Twilight Princess. Maybe that's why I'm a furry. <laughs> I don't know, it was a good game, but... Anyways, we gotta go and transition to guns and stuff, because... Next topic is... Yeah, Modern Warfare 3. Mm. My god, Activision, can you milk anything anymore? Like, holy crap. I had a feeling MW2 was milking the classic COD games for money. But it this was, it... is literally solidifying what my thought process was when they released MW2. This solidifies that they are milking the Modern Warfare franchise to get a little they extra are. cash so they can continue working on Warzone. That's why they're oh, yeah. the Modern Warfare remakes. It's that, not that's a good all. idea to get into them unless you want to, like, I don't know, replay through the campaign if they're doing that, but I doubt it. They are. They are, they are doing the campaign at least, but Activision themselves lied. Modern Warfare 2 was supposed to be their game from 2022 all the way through 2023, probably through 2024, and then they were supposed to let out MW3. But no, because they screwed up their own game, which I don't know how to fully explain it. But they made, they freaking, they ruined multiplayer. They, all because they want Warzone to be good. And it's like, that's not even good. Like, you guys are just entirely screwing up your entire brand, basically. And then having MW3, as much as I love the classic, I, I just don't have the heart to buy the reboot anymore. I'm just over Activision and over what they're doing. If you want to go play Battle Royale, go play Fortnite, the one that's doing it right. Yeah, for the most part, Fortnite is actually really fun. I love the crossover skins, which I doubt Warzone is doing. Maybe because they, they don't have... want to put the money into getting the rights they, for the they, characters. But... They, they, they are doing some crossovers, like Nicki Minaj is one of them. I think they're putting in another famous artist, but they're not like going over the top with Fortnite's doing that too, though. They have famous artists in there. They have, like, J Balvin, I think his name was. 
can't they have, have Jay. They, they have, have Ariana Grande. They have Travis Scott, <laughs> the mumble rapper of far as I can tell, hearing one of his songs. And frick, they even and have Kid Bruno Leroy. Mars, Kid Leroy, some other guy that was with Bruno Mars that I can't remember because I don't follow Bruno. I'm sorry. I love him, but I don't follow him. Um... I only remember, I only listened to like one song he's in, well, and one other song, but I keep listening to the one that has like, the the one that was by Bad Meets Evil, Lighter. Oh, Sky Full of Lighters. Yes, I love that song a lot, Bruno did fantastic in his chorus with that song. I'm a decent Bruno fan, but I don't religiously follow him. Yeah, I can't religiously follow him, but he's also a really talented artist. He has a really good singing voice, and they even have Master of Puppets as an emote. You cannot compete with that. You absolutely cannot compete with what Fortnite has created through all these years with all their crossovers. Now I compared will admit, compared, uh, not compared, I don't know why I was about to repeat what you said. The unfortunate <laughs> thing about Fortnite's crossovers is that they were Battle Pass exclusive in some of them. Like, group yeah. Battle Pass exclusive, Iron Man Deadpool. was Battle Pass exclusive, yeah, Deadpool was Battle Pass exclusive, that was what I was getting next anyway. <laughs> That's the only yeah. unfortunate thing. So if you didn't play then... Sorry, you missed out. Can never get him again. But yeah. if you did, good job to you. Um, I hope you don't flex that skin on me, cause damn it, I'm so jealous that a lot of people do have it. But I didn't want to play through Fortnite then when they were doing all this crossover stuff that looked cool. But in my head, I was like, it's just a battle royale game. It's not that great. Battle royale sucks. But that was back then. I do feel like I should have gotten into it in Deadpool. It was tempting because it's freaking Deadpool. But Work with the map. I didn't do it. I didn't get into it. Yeah, and I didn't really like the whole concept of building. Honestly, Battle Royale isn't exactly my favorite. Um, especially Warzone. I was trying to even get into Warzone 2.0 because I was like, you know, I really want to give Modern Warfare 2 in its entirety a chance. And it's like, nope, Activision just said, screw the fans, we're just going to entirely ruin this game by doing this, this, and this. And yeah, this is when I'm done being a Call of Duty fan. Yeah, Call of Duty has gone over the top and they're really trying to milk their franchise as much as they can to try and get more people to play uh, Warzone. But just because you release classic titles like Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 and try and connect them to Warzone, that's not going to make it any better and it's not going to get people to play Warzone. What has people playing Warzone is their fondness of shooters, not the nostalgia of Call of Duty as far as I know. If there are people yeah, who no. actually do play it for an instinctive COD, um... That's what I was trying to play it for, but they know. ruined all of that. Because I am curious. Because I don't think that Warzone is that uh, much of a nostalgic thing. It doesn't look very it's nostalgic. Not. It's mostly for the people who love Battle Royale, but it's not even a good Battle Royale. Like, 
I don't play Apex, but it's literally under Fortnite and Apex. And if First Soldier was the Battle Royale game that Square was trying to do, if that's if that went to console, it'd be under that too, because Warzone's not that bad. Yeah, believe me. I mean, honestly, I think all of the Battle Royales you mentioned would be under First Soldier if it went to console, but that's not the point. The point is, Battle Royale is a bad genre, and Call of Duty should have never gotten into it. That's all I'm saying. They should just leave it to the pros who know what they're doing, which would be Epic I mean, Games. I mean, the Granted, coolest part... Epic Games makes their fair share of mistakes, too, to where their release isn't perfect either. They don't do everything perfectly. Some things turn out funny. Yeah. They have like to chapter some things, like in chapter one of this season. Um, in season one season of this one, one chapter, chapter, when they did um, the hammer, they had to vault it for basically the whole season because of how buggy it was, which sucks. Yeah, um, <laughs> and cha chapter four, season three, actually similar to even chapter three, season three. Season three just seems cursed, but I didn't like neither of those chapters. Vader's season was in, but... And so was this, and so was this last one. They were just kind of there to me personally. At least in Vader season, you can fight Vader and get his saber. But in this, in uh, Chapter Four, Season Three, you didn't even add in like Megatron or something to to go fight. Because I don't know if Transformers is owned by Activision, but if it is, then Activision is shitty. You know, I actually don't know who owns Transformers, honestly. That is weird. I'm pretty sure it's pretty sure it's supposed to be Hasbro, but I think Activision plays a part in it. But anyways. Um, yeah, one of the coolest things they did about last chapter was the MK Alpha. But yep, we're but... talking about just generally COD and I think they're doing a shitty job with it these days. I mean I they didn't are. like COD to begin with because it was just a first-person shooter like what can you get out of that you're just holding a gun in a first-person perspective and shooting everything I didn't get much out of that I played fighting games growing up I couldn't be bothered with what that was yeah fighting I, I mean RPG games like I mean the coolest thing about not it for me I mean the coolest thing about Modern Warfare 3 and even then, it's still not going to make me want to get in unless it's heavily discounted, was the fact that they're going to add zombies. That's about it. That's the only good thing That's about this upcoming the time. the cool thing about it, because zombies was the only reason I got into COD Black... It was the only reason I got into COD to begin with, was their Black Ops era where they added zombies. One of my friends actually got me into that, and I was like, Hey, this is cool, shooting zombies. That's way cooler than trying to shoot other players. Now, I'm not oh, saying yeah. that because I'm bad at PvP or because I don't like PvP, which is true, I don't like PvP, I think it's the stupidest thing ever, but, um, I mean, I play Fortnite, so you could argue that I still die there and I end up be thinking it's stupid, so, yeah, I mostly play Fortnite for the crossover skins. And personally, I love PvP, but, uh... That's not, not shooters. Shooters is just re but I digress. But, yeah, the state of gaming and where we are today, it's pretty good, honestly, where we are today with it. But I still end up going back to Skyrim. I modded, I, do a, I did a very crazy mod in Skyrim where 
I basically have every race as a furry, and it's very fun playing as a wolf Nord. I didn't even feel like switching the race to like Khajiit or one of the other races because Nord was already perfect. <laughs> I, I think state of gaming is uh, actually probably at its strongest currently, especially with this year putting out God knows how many bangers. PlayStation obviously being my favorite brand to play on and play for, so to speak. Especially since PlayStation they... is the one dropping the bangers. I mean, literally. Well, PlayStation but... and PC were the first ones to get to touch Hogwarts Legacy, so yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, the bangers. PlayStation itself is doing great. I know some. I know I've seen people on Twitter saying, "Oh, PlayStation's gonna die because this reason or this reason or this reason." Like. PlayStation's not going anywhere, but I, I mean, yeah, they took a loss in that court against that court thing with Microsoft, but I mean, that's just a loss. That's and that was over Call of Duty for Christ's sake. Um, I but I digress. Matters. Call of Duty, sure, it's making a lot of money, but PlayStation still has a lot of things they can make money off of without completely milking it, Microsoft. Yeah, no kidding, but uh, yeah, PlayStation definitely killing it. Nintendo, to me, I'm surprised that they're still here, but Nintendo fans are wild, and that's not being an ass, it's just kind of the general conscience I have of it. Yeah, it guys are crazy. Like, I've talked to Nintendrons, and I mean, I actually have a friend who I never hear from anymore, sadly. That said that Breath of the Wild was one of their favorite games, and I was like, um, yeah, I'll play through it, um, I'll probably pick that up. I picked it up, it wasn't for me. It's definitely yeah. not my style, I don't know how she was even into it, but... Hey, <laughs> game. Yeah. As well as I did know her, I didn't know her, like, extremely well, where I knew her style of things. Yeah, and I... It was yeah. I... so I'm yeah. not surprised. <laughs> but yeah, um... I, N Nintendo being where they're at, I mean, I'm happy that they released something better than the Wii U, but you guys kind of just took a whole hit on your quality of life games. Yeah, like, literally the only good thing they released on the Wii U was Twilight Princess's remaster, which they should yeah. port to the Switch, or they make should. a re-remaster for the Switch, because I would 100% buy that. Like, Nintendo, if you want more of my money, port Twilight Princess to the Switch, because I'm probably not buying Super Mario Wonders. I, I, I don't might think buy. I'll be buying anything for the Switch for a while. Unless the only thing I would... you do that for me, release... Re no, not brother. Release Twilight Princess for the Switch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe you'll get I, my money. I might buy Mario Wonder. Um... Oh yeah, speaking of a random Tears of the Kingdom uh, tangent before I continue, it should not be $70. It, it really shouldn't. You're just being greedy, Nintendo. Like, that's not even fully voice acted. Like, no, I'm not paying that, ever, in my lifetime. $70 but, uh, uh, for not a fully voice acted game? What are you, PlayStation? <laughs> Only PlayStation can pull that off because they drop high quality games. Nintendo. And your games and. are last gen at this point. You release last gen quality games, which nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, but you could charge less. 
their quality of life games have went down. I mean, they don't even really do sales often. It's like, how greedy do you have to be as a gaming company to do that? But, anywho. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might pick up Mario Wonder, I'm not sure. I want to pick up the Mario RPG, but I don't know if they'll ever drop that in price. And for my last part of the state of gaming, I do think PC is doing well, it always has been, and with Baldur's Gate 3 currently only being on PC, it's being pretty red hot right now, and once it drops on PS5, once more, PlayStation is going to be dominant over the console department, because you just can't beat them. I don't, yeah. I, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but it's just kind of true at this point, statistically speaking, Xbox can't touch them, Nintendo only touches them in Japan, really, because Nintendo owns Japan, but other than that, yeah. I'm happy about the state of gaming. We're in a great spot. We're in probably the best spot we've been in a long time. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. We've done... The state of gaming has gone really far and I love it a lot. So the state of gaming... I think it's going really well with the PS5 being out for two years or almost three now, is it? Yeah, or almost three years. years. No, because it really November. 2022. Yeah, or, or, or uh, 2020. 2020. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah November 2023. It's been almost three years since that's been out. And it's been guess, like five or six months since I got mine finally. Mine's been almost two years in September. But, um. I'm yeah. I'm so salty you were able to get yours as soon as you did. Like, I cannot believe you've been on PS5 for so long, and for the last two years I've been on four. Yeah, I, I felt bad because it's like, yeah, this is awkward. I'm literally the only one out of our friend group that had a PS5 at that time. Well, I guess out of Other than friend group, because, yeah, you had um, some friends that ended up getting it, like, bio. Well, I would say bio would be in our close friend group at this point, but, oh, um... Andrew, but still. Him and I got ours around the same time. He's had his for as long as I've had mine. And yeah, and it's crazy because PS5 had a very slow launch. Like you could not get that shit unless you went online. You had to hurry up, click add to cart, hurry up, put your debit card information in, and just hope to dear whatever you believe in that it hit confirms purchase. Before someone else. Like, you yeah. have to have a whole bot set up to buy just one over some point in time just to get a PS5. It was crazy in the drop days because everyone and their mother was buying one. A lot of bots were buying them just to resell them at a higher price. Like, it yeah, was. Yeah, scalping was bullcrap. Sculpting was bullcrap, but, um. <laughs> I was lucky for me, because the best way to have gotten one back then was through PlayStation Direct's closed queue. Because they did two different queues. They had an open one and then a closed one. So if you're invited to a closed one, you were pretty much guaranteed that PS5 easily. I didn't even so I get accepted into that queue. I remember I signed up for it, I think. And I didn't yeah, you signed up for it. I sent it to you. I ended up buying my PS5 from Walmart. After all these years, since Walmart had them stacked in the stock, stocked in the back. <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Jesus. 
But Walmart had them all in the back where we couldn't really get them that well. Um, from the open, we had to ask for them personally. I had this order for them. I had to cancel that because my mom couldn't pick it up. I had to go to the town over where my Walmart is and get it personally with my own debit card, which was annoying. I planned yeah. it for my mom to be able to pick it up because she was in that town already. She could have done so. But for some reason, my last order would not pop up on their system. So I was like, what the hell? She does not have time for this. She had to go back to work. I just wanted her to do a quick pickup. It didn't go that way. I ended up waiting until she got home to pick it up myself and have it for myself and be home with it, unbox it, hook it up, and enjoy it. But before I could enjoy it, there was a whole setup process I was a little disappointed about. But I understand it was a PS5 next gen, gotta get it connected to my old data from PS4 for the most part. I Clearly I didn't easy. do that right because I don't have any safe data. I will say for me it was... It from what I've seen, it was, it was easier to transition from the 4 to the 5 because if you're doing Xbox One to like Series S or X, it, it's a little complicated. I don't know how it worked, but uh, my brother, being that he's the Xbox stand that he is, he couldn't even transfer his data. Like, it wouldn't let him. I was like, you see, this is... I didn't even do is... that, apparently. I missed a step where I didn't even transfer any of my saved data. So, any game that I played exclusively on 4... And if I want to play the game on 5, I have to play through it all over again. Even FF10, I have to start that game all over again. Damn. <laughs> I'm glad I did screw that part up, because you had a... For that transfer, you had to have the Ethernet cable, and you had to plug it into your 5 and 4, and that's how it transferred, was through that. I think I did it through Wi-Fi because I couldn't be arsed to figure out what happened to my old Ethernet cable I planned for Xbox and PC. So, um, yeah, I ended up doing it through Wi-Fi. That's probably where I messed up. But, yeah, state of gaming, it's going stronger now that consoles are more widely available. And this year by itself has probably been the strongest year of gaming since 2018, maybe even 19. COVID screwed up a lot, but we're, we're back. Gamers, we're back. Developers, they're back. We're not going anywhere. We're going to have a blast from here on out. Yep, and things are just only going to get better from here. But now that we've, I think we've actually fully finished our state of gaming talk and what we think of it. And I think it is time we move on to one thing that made us bros to a couple of bros themselves. Wahoo! The Mario Brothers movie. Now, I have At least people April who this year who were disappointed by this movie, but I thought it was really good. I didn't think it was going to be with them with them bringing in an American to play as Mario. I thought it was going to be weird or maybe even not that great. It turned out fantastic. 
It is easily one of my favorite, if not my absolute favorite, Illumination animations movie of all time. I had a... Well, I'm not gonna say it, but, um, Gru, step down from your podium, you've been replaced. And Gru, you've been replaced by the King of Koopas, the Godfather, the bearded, sexy mother fluffer, Jack Black, a.k.a. Bowser. Yes. <laughs> Heavily. Um, Despicable Me, it was good in the first movie, but as the sequels progressed, you can tell they were starting to really milk it as it went by. And oh yeah, they made Minions, so... <laughs> yeah, Minions was a heavy milker. For sure, because of how popular the minions were, they started using the minions for everything. Now, I'm not going to say that's a bad thing, because the intro where the minions were doing a Mario Kart bit was kind of funny. But it, was funny. it got better when they did the Nintendo intro with Mario and Luigi. And yep. it just got even better when it started popping into the world of Mario and where they are in this custom world that Illumination made for Mario with him being human <sighs> before going to the Mushroom Kingdom. That, oh, was, yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool to see him in New York and all of them. And, and there were Easter eggs after Easter eggs. Actually, I've been meaning to show you something from that movie. Yeah, let me turn my ringer on. Give me a call on my phone. Hold on, I need to hear it one more time. Mm. I got I Luigi's ringtone. That is really cool. <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> yeah, that was... Mario movie was absolutely incredible. It's it's weird because some people like don't like certain movies. Like I'm not gonna go too off tangent, but like Space Jam 2, I know people didn't like that, but it's like I loved that Space just Jam as much as I loved the Marvel. I loved that movie. I'm sorry, but Space Jam: A New Legacy was actually good, and I implore you to tell me why you think it wasn't good because I thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed every bit of it, especially the 3D part where they turned all of the cartoon characters into like 3D CGI like Sonic the Hedgehog's movie. I thought that was oh, yeah. really beautiful, really cool, and the way they ended, the way they capped off the movie between the drama with LeBron and his child, I forgot his name. What was the Oh yeah. Name? Uh, I think they capped that uh, off really well, I'm sorry, but I, think... I thought the movie was great. Yeah, it was great, and that same thing for the Mario movie, like, why didn't you like it? Because I've seen some people say, oh, it didn't have a story, it's like, well, one, it's I Mario, did. what part of Mar- <laughs> what, what what did have more of a story than uh, any Mario that's ever come out, because, like, for serious, Bowser invades the Penguin Kingdom. Oh, yeah, Penguin Kingdom. Kingdom. And yeah, at the beginning. He takes the star, and that star is literally the plot of the entire movie. Because he uses it against Peach to try and get married to her. That's literally yep. the entire plot. And it's yeah, it good. A, it's it actually had a solid, good. 
Like, it's not a movie eh, eh. you should take seriously by any means, but it was good. Yeah, don't, don't tell them that they want a deep story. It's just like, it's not Final Fantasy, it's not any RPG, it's just Mario. It's not, it, it had a good story, but it didn't have, it, it, there's no reason for Mario to be deep. It did have some deep moments between Peach the and morbid Mario, star. but it doesn't need to have anything that crazy. That star was pretty deep too. That star was deep as hell, morbid as hell. Not need to talk about that thing. <laughs> yeah, no. That but, star wanted nothing but that. The suicidal star was insane. But overall, Mario movie was great. So we're gonna go transition from the Mario Bros. to well, they may not actually be brothers, but they're definitely the best duo on YouTube. And that would be something that also happened this year: the reunion of Seth. I mean, <clears throat> Mike Lag Smosh. <laughs> Close enough. I mean, they may as well be brothers, though, because of how well they work together. From 2005 all the way up to now, they have always may as well have been brothers. Even after oh, yeah. SD left Smosh, despite them not talking very often, you could tell there was some kind of thing there between them, but they got over it, they reunited, and I have their shirt that, of them reuniting which is an incredible shirt, very comfortable, very high quality. I love it. It is my favorite shirt in my collection. And then there's me, and then there's me who's just waiting for the tomahawk chop shirt, but I bet, I, have absolutely... I bet you that will be your favorite shirt in your collection, just as it will be mine, because I've always wanted the tomahawk chop shirt, and they re-released it for a limited time. I bought this, it this, for both this me is, and Dustin Hero. This is perks of having a best friend who also loves Smosh. <laughs> We're literally, we might as well be brothers, just, you know, somehow not blood related. <laughs> we are the equivalent of Smosh, I was saying. The thing between Anthony and Ian is similar to what me and Ian, uh, me and Hero have. <laughs> me and Ian thing. <laughs> My clack. <laughs> but yeah, Smosh reuniting has been one of my favorite things so far this year. I I can't lie to you. I cried a bit when I when I heard they were reuniting. I was like, holy shit! I like got, my mom was like, I got excited. I'm not even gonna lie. When you brought that up with me, I was like, no way. Anthony and Ian buying back Smosh. It's about damn time. In a minute, I'm gonna need to figure out why my mom knows what cuck means. <laughs> We've got to talk about that reunion video as well. Them announcing that they bought Smosh was incredible. And I love how they brought back Ian's mom and had her call Ian a cuck. <laughs> was like, my mom know what is? It was so funny. It was golden. Damn. They've been golden. They've been golden since they reunited. It's like, man, this is why I don't regret getting a membership to them because it was yeah. it was worth it. I bought the two the second tier membership. Um, it's been kind of tempting to go to the royalty membership, but I wouldn't be able to do anything with it since they do their streams on Saturday. I'm at work on Fridays. 
No, those they, do. they do their premiere on Fridays, but they stream at you know, like the afternoon on Saturday. That's like, I'm at work then. I can't join. Why would you do this? Yeah, I would also get royalty, and like I have every Saturday off. I feel like I would forget about it, unfortunately, because I do so many things throughout the day. But for those who do have royalty, good for you. I'm still pretty happy just having Smoshtastic, honestly. I still get behind the scenes and all that, so that's really cool. It's cool you guys get to see the live streams of Smosh. If any Smosh royalty members happen to see this, Tell us what it's like to see Anthony and Ian live going over their video that they released that Friday. I am curious. I'm genuinely curious. But I know we don't have Same. that kind of following, so the chances are kind of low right now. At least at the moment. This will eventually blow up, I'm sure. Maybe. I hope so. Because I do want to have something successful in my life. Um... And I think a podcast would be pretty fun. I'm already having a blast doing this podcast. Same. Podcast mixing with streaming. That's just two things I really want to do, other than obviously being a voice actor and video game designer. But I might as well make some aspect first, and this is the aspect that we know best, so yeah. <laughs> the aspect we know best is entertainment. And that is yep. where we are right now. Entertaining you through this two-hour-long podcast, which was very yep, yep. unexpected. I can't believe we've been at this for two hours. Yeah, no kidding, wow. but it's but been great. I've had a blast. I could do this all day at this point. <laughs> yeah, at first I was, we were nervous, and, and truthfully, if we would have started when we did this Discord call, um, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what we, what we went through. That's a topic for the outro. We'll get back to that. But I think yep. it's time we go from another duo to another duo. The duo of... Duo of science! That too. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. The duo of Rick and Morty. Season You think they got Taylor Swift tickets yet? That is an interesting point. They should have at least something out for season 7 to tease it a little bit, don't they? Well, they have, um... It's gonna be anime-themed, unless they're doing that for just one episode. No, the anime is actually its entire thing. Like, the anime is the equivalent of a season of Naruto, but season 7 is its own thing, and... Oh, okay. I, I would like... That's actually a little more, um... That's actually a little less nerve-wracking. I was a little nervous about it being just... Uh, season 7 just being a whole ass anime run of but, Rick and Morty. That's what I was worried but, about. But I would like to bring up that season 7 will also not feature Justin Roiland for every reason ever that I won't get into because I know some people will be like, oh, well, you're supporting Justin Roiland. It's like, I'm not exactly agreeing or disagreeing with him. I'm just saying he kind of proved he was in it. It's really all there is to that. I do think yeah, it's gonna so. be interesting to see how they replace all the voices that Justin Roiland did. I really hope they find good people to play as Rick, Morty, and all these other characters that Justin Roiland voiced. I really Prime. hope that it doesn't end up being like the transition of 
insert show here that started off as a movie with great voice acting and turned into a TV show with not so great voice acting. Yeah, we can only hope for the best. Um, but I know you said that you wanted an update on if they showed anything. Well, I'm not going to say it's showing things, but they did release all the titles that have names to them. So that's cool. Oh, that is something, actually. That, that is something. I'm interested to see that. But we don't know much about Season 7. There's not much we can talk about. But if they release information about it or more information about it, this topic may continue. But for right Probably now, will. I think it's time we go back into ranting. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, let's rant all day long. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot express how much I actually hate that Twitter turned into X. And they're talking about calling tweets X. It's like, what? Yeah, hey, did you, did you see my ex, bro? Oh, wait. I don't mean my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, I meant I my tweet. I don't know what Elon Musk was thinking. Like, X could mean anything. And one of them would obviously be an ex that you dated ages ago at this point. It's like, why would I ever want to call a tweet an ex? It's not like I went out with my tweet. <laughs> I honestly, I'm boggled by what went on in Elon's mind when he thought calling Twitter X was a good idea. There was... Uh, the dude's an idiot. Sadly, he's making Zuck look good, but here we are. I know, that's the weird thing. Because we've started preferring Twitter over Facebook, but now we're starting to prefer nothing except Discord, which we're incidentally in. Also, I still prefer Twitter over Facebook, but I just don't like what Elon's doing. I, I will say that. I would say I prefer what Twitter is doing, but right now I'm waiting to get into Blue Skies, which is like a Twitter remake. I hear a lot of the furry fandom actually was able to move over to there. Right now I'm waiting to get into it myself. I don't really know if I will. It seems to be taking a long time. I think I talked about this weeks ago or three. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about it. I gonna sound crazy, but I don't think nothing's ever gonna actually take over Twitter's spot. It's such it's strangely the one one social media that tends to actually be addicting. Like for me, I still can't believe I have Ryoto Suzuki following me on Twitter. Which for those who don't know, he was the combat director for Final Fantasy sixteen and Double May Cry five. Which is insane by the way. You have a top-tier developer following you on Twitter. I don't have that kind of recognition, although I do have, I did have some verified people, but since being verified costs money now, they're probably not verified anymore. But they had a high following enough to get that blue check mark. And I was just like, why are you following me? And also, who are you? Why do I not know you? I'm just saying, Brianna White should follow me on Twitter, but I'm <coughs> sorry, off topic. You know, I agree. Brianna White should follow us on Twitter. 
we're still talking about Twitter, it's not off topic. <laughs> I'm not calling it X though. I don't I refuse to call it X. My logo shows it's I don't care if my mobile phone or my computer shows it's X. It's Twitter, motherfucker. It is Twitter. Tweeter twatter. But, but now that we've got that rant out of the way. Thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Share this with your friends, family, some little kid in the sink or something. I don't know. <laughs> but. <laughs>